practice pays. Our Renegades are on a three-game streak. We won against the Admirals, and then against TNT, and last night against Stovall, currently one of the top teams in our circuit. Now, some of these are teams that we struggled to beat in the past, so what has changed? This is Renegades Rinkside, the evolving story of a minor hockey team, its players, coaches, and families making one more run for the championship. Find out how they do and who they become in this exciting journey. The best hockey happens right here. Thank you for joining Renegades Rinkside, the minor hockey podcast that shines a light on the heart of a local team, the U18 AA Newmarket Renegades. Well, let's talk about this little burst that we're having. It's a lot more than good luck, I can tell you that. So I'm going to bring in my friend Paul Gillard to discuss what's happening with our boys. At the same time, fresh off last night's victory against the Stouffville Clippers, we're going to hear from some of our favorite players and the coach himself about what happened on the ice. And if you missed it, you missed a good one. As always, we'll begin with our segment on the spirit of minor hockey, and then we'll wrap it up with a list of some of the upcoming games happening to wrap up the 2023 calendar year. So let's talk about how and when practice pays. When you're struggling to gain ground, as we have been in the past, you can't improve fast enough. And the practice itself feels like medicine. It tastes like hell. It feels like you've been sent back to the drawing board, back to the grinder. But what's hard to appreciate as you're going through it is that going back to fundamentals, and practicing them to perfection builds the very DNA of a team. In my previous conversations on the Badass Agile podcast with retired Navy SEALs Mark Devine and David Rutherford, I learned something interesting. I learned that elite teams drill hardest when you're performing at your worst. The last in line, do the extra laps, do the extra reps. And this can easily look like we're rewarding only the successful and penalizing those who are struggling, but it actually has an interesting side effect. Going back to basics brings you back stronger. Those extra reps, those extra laps in the moment when you really don't want to do them and your body doesn't seem to be able to push out one more is where true high performance gets created. As long as you don't do one thing, the one thing you can never, never do, which is quit, lose faith, give up. In those moments where the body and mind can't seem to take even one more, drilling on those right habits will make those slick moves look easy. It'll make those winning setups, the perfect angles, the right moment become accessible to you where you most need it. Slow is smooth and smooth is fast. But not every team that practices will ascend, because you have to practice the right things. It can't just be rote repetition. It can't just be the drills out of the manual. Practice, in order to evolve a team and evolve them quickly, requires a combination of the certain and the uncertain, the familiar and the novel, there must be an element of challenge, but not so much challenge that the end is fully out of reach. And likewise, there must be an element of the attainable, but not so much so that minds and bodies get bored, get lazy. And when you find that perfect blend, the team begins to grow. They begin to grow in leaps and bounds. 
And while it seems unthinkable to press down and push harder when people are at their lowest, when they're already struggling to find it, when they're already struggling to survive, when the will is there, but the will is not enough, let me ask you this. Where else in life is there as much reward and recognition for the vanquished as there is for the victor? In groups and organizations, we love to hand out trophies for those who just show up. But we all know the truth. Nobody wants those trophies. And nobody recognizes those ribbons. In the real world, we don't hand out jobs to people who sleep through the interview. We don't hand out awards and recognitions for those who talk more about what they're going to get than what they're going to give. To drill down on character creates heroes. And if you look out on the ice tonight, I think you'll notice that the U18 AA Newmarket Renegades are getting happier and happier with their performance. They're starting to see the payback from the hard work, from embracing the suck of losing, of coming in last, and using that to motivate them to begin the rise. So the last three games have resulted in victory. Let's get straight to the boys. After last night's game in Stovall, we definitely had reason to celebrate. After a first period of not much going on, no scores, not a whole lot of traction in either direction, all of a sudden, number 27 Russell Vian broke it open and fired the opening shot across the bow. Here's the sound of opening a can of victory against one of our most challenging, most physical competitors. Not long after number 11, Quinn Cameron, followed up with a second shot that put us up 2-0. We took on a solid seven or eight penalties over the course of the evening. Stovall managed to stay largely out of the penalty box, but they weren't able to capitalize on those power plays. Only one got past our tender, Owen Marshall. And in the last few moments of the game, number 73, Damian Clyde, took advantage of an open net to finish the game with a 3-1 victory. Congratulations to the boys. Let's listen in. First, you'll hear from Nicholas Zamek and Hank Heider. Um, it's a great confidence boost, and I think we're all really happy. I think there was a bit of biasness in the ref, but, uh, you know, the boys pulled through and we got it. I also had a chance to catch up with our phenomenal goalie, number 31, Owen Marshall. Felt like there was a lot of scrambles, and I got lucky a few times, but I felt like I stayed on top of it. Uh, I think practice is paying off, and my D were doing a good job of clearing the net, so. Now, this guy is at his happiest when he is scoring goals, number 11, Quinn Cameron. Oh, it was a great play by Mr. Nicholas Zamek. I, I thought he played amazing today. They didn't feel like number one. I think we're number one. I think we're going to be number one soon. And let's not forget our other scorers, number 27, Russell Vian, and number 73, Damian Clyde. Uh, first game wasn't so good, and we bounced back. Our team's doing a lot better now. It feels really good. This is the best team in our league, and it really shows the league who we really are. And it was a really good game. We battled hard. We took some penalties, but hey... We didn't give up. We kept fighting. I got the empty our goal to seal the deal. Great Friday night. Here's what Coach Larry Wood had to say about the boys' performance. Very proud. Uh, uh, though uh, we seem to take a lot of penalties again, that seems to be our, our MO right so far this year. But uh, they really showed up tonight. Got check time. Uh, that's, a tough, that's a tough team. They're really talented and balanced uh, team from their, right from their goaltending right to their forwards. And uh, I was impressed with the way we, uh, 
we, we checked and, and, and we uh, took away time and space on them and, and didn't give them much room and blocked a lot of shots. So, uh, you know, on our penalty kill, uh, though we didn't like having it, uh, they were pretty efficient at it as well. So our attention, I think, on the power play, it really uh, picked things up. And I think uh, just our puck movement was really, really good. And our, our, for, our focus on our forecheck uh, was substantially better in our prior games and I've just seen a change in December and it just seems maybe we needed that, that sort of uh, softer schedule that we had in October and November uh, maybe caught up to us a little bit but now that we're getting some games under our belt since the tournament we just seem to be turning things around so we have an exciting couple of weeks coming up folks join us for a special Monday night game at 9 p.m. at Ray 20 pad number two where we meet the South Simcoe Storm. Can we keep up this winning streak? You got to be there to find out. You won't want to miss a moment of this magic. As you can see, this fantastic team struggle and morph into a winning team. Will this take us down the road to the OMHAs in 2024? Only one way to find out. You got to be here. But first, let's sit back down with player parent and former coach Paul Gillard. Paul, welcome back to another episode. Man, I'm happy to be in your home once again. Thank you. Great to have you. Thank you, sir. Hey, listen, we've got two wins back to back. Yeah. I'm, I'm impressed. Great wins, yeah. right? Uh, you know, uh, Friday night against Upper York, I was. it was interesting to see how the boys had come out after a few kind of not so good games, but they came out flying pretty hard. Uh, it, but I think it, I think what it was is a game of penalties. We talked about it before, but it worked on our, our side. Now we did have more penalties than, than, uh, than upper York. I think we had nine compared to seven for them, but no power play goals scored on us. And that's kind of been what's happening. Right. And, uh, so no power play goals. So upper York, uh, wasn't, uh, able to take advantage of that. So let's talk about penalties. We, something we've never talked about before yeah. is we got a couple of tough guys. Got a couple of brawlers there when yeah. we need them. Who on the team, not so much who's getting all the penalties, but who are the enforcers on this team? Uh, first one that comes to mind is uh, is Russell Vian. Yeah. Yeah, Russ the bus, we yeah. always called him. And right. uh, Russ is big uh, bodied and uh, likes to play a little bit on the rougher side. Uh, Damien Clyde, although I just saw him this year, I uh, got to know him uh, pretty feisty as well. So I like to see that. I think it adds a bit of passion into the game. And and when the going gets tough, it's always nice to see a little bit of a uh, bit of pushback. Yeah. But unfortunately, in minor hockey, you got to kind of pick your spots. And there's not a lot of leeway, like if you're playing junior anything like that. That's so. right. But it's good to see pushback because when an adversity hits, um, and I've seen it with other teams and when I've coached the, the boys will start backing off and they'll, um, they'll, uh, the team that pushes into them will just kind of push them over. Mm -hmm. And I don't see that at all with our team. Yeah. I think it's kind of Larry's challenge is probably going to be more about just reining them in at times. Mm -hmm. Kilby was another one. Uh, I was going to say Kilby. Yeah. I got, I uh, got pretty aggressive there, but personally I, I, uh, I like to, to see that. Yeah. And the boys do like the hits at this age, don't they? Oh, they sure do. They enjoy it. They sure do. Well, let's talk about what else you're seeing on the team because those two back-to-back -back wins are important. Yeah. They were not against lightweight teams. These are fiercely competitive teams. So that's the Admirals and the the uh, TNT. Yeah. Uh, good teams. We struggle with TNT back and forth. Yeah. Won the tournament, but then lost to them the next time we faced them. So what did you see in terms of who's looking good with scoring? And what are you seeing defensively? that's working better in general, what's paying off in terms of the coaching and the practice? Yeah, I think, 
you know, I, I would say we're, you know, a pretty, a lot better team than uh, Upper York. So I was uh, expecting a win coming out of that one. But TNT, I was more concerned about because they tend to play a real physical game. And I know when when they come out hitting, they uh, they the, the boys at times will kind of shy back a bit. So uh, that didn't happen. And uh, so I think to me, that was a massive win right there. Uh, we beat them in that tournament. And uh, although it was kind of a soft game, like I, both teams were really, really tired. But uh, that was a big, big win. So I, I take that if I was coaching or I'm Larry, I would say, listen, like that's a big win. Uh, momentum starting to go our way. We know we can play against big teams or really good teams, and uh, we have the talent to 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 push back and, and be successful. But I think the key is is really about uh, about again we talked about it before is penalties mm -hmm. in both games. Uh, 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 we didn't have a have a goal scored against us when uh, when we were shorthanded. Although in TNT they did score a shorthanded goal on us, which never never helps. But it, it's a it's a rarity. But uh, but TNT was not uh, couldn't take advantage of the power play, and, and neither could Upper York. So uh, I I say that bodes well bodes well going into Friday night against Oville. I agree. You know, Cole Robert Shaw has gotten three over the past two. Yeah. We need that kind of production right now because we're short a goalie, basically. So it all falls on Owen Marshall. Yeah. Yeah. And to his credit, he's one of those. I mean, he's a great goalie, has been throughout his entire career, really low uh, goals against uh, in, on the aggregate. But I think that previously, when we were only scoring one in a game, even the best goalies, they don't got much leg room or, or, or leeway to work with, I should say. So what do you see happening now that's allowing these guys to finally step up and produce from a scoring perspective? So it's interesting. If we uh, we look at uh, uh, goals against, we basically have uh, uh, the, the the second best record in the in the league. We got 26 goals scored against us and in, in, in Markham's uh, leading with uh, with 24. And, uh, and they've played a few more games than us, about two more games. But the problem that we have is we're not scoring enough. We, uh, we've we scored 28 uh, goals in the league play. Uh, Sto uh, Stovell's got uh, 56, so double us, right? <laughs> yeah. So really when I look at that defense, uh, so to me it starts from the goalie, right? So the goalies are playing strong. I think the defense are pretty good because if the defense aren't playing good, there's going to be more shots than the goalies and uh, percentages say that uh, uh, they're going to score. Where where we have to... to uh, I think improve on is the goal scoring, which has happened uh, in the last uh, few games, right? Uh, we've got four against TNT and three against uh, Upper York. So I think what that what that is, is a buy-in from the players to follow what what Larry and Kilb want, want to do from the, from, uh, from the coaching perspective. I don't think we have a lot of fancy players other than Nicholas Zamek. Mm -hmm. Zamek's got two, I got two goals up in, yeah, uh, up in TD. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He'd been fighting it pretty hard, uh, uh, the last handful of games and got a lot of touches and chances, but just couldn't capitalize on it. So really when, when you don't have a lot of natural scoring talent, which I don't see that we have, we got some goal scorers, no doubt, but not natural. The puck's got to go in low and we got to need the big bodies in the corners to get the pucks out to either the defense in a shot and, uh, and then get picked the rebound up or work it out of the corner and, uh, and, and get the shot. I think it was against maybe two or three games ago, 
forget who it was, but uh, Zamek picked the puck up, uh, Hashmark passed it over to, I think it was Clyde, and he let a rocket go. Mm -hmm. And those are the types of things, right? So we got we can't play fancy. We got to get out there and and work the puck in from the corner. That's what I see. Yeah, it's it's a um, it's almost like a, a junior hockey problem where those beautiful setups. We're getting the setups, but. The, there's no one in the right spot to pick up the rebound. There's no one in the spot to receive the pass right at the moment when the opportunity is there. And that's a function of building speed on top of the skills that you're trying to develop. And we don't seem to be 100% there yet. When you were coaching, what are some things that you would do, drills you would run, or just different mindsets or approaches to moving the puck up that might help with that? To me, hockey is a possession game, right? If you have the uh, the puck, the majority of the time you're gonna the majority of the time you're gonna gonna win, and I think it's a game of numbers. So it's about controlling the puck. Um, I think there's times to dump the puck in and chase it, and there's times to. Uh, to, to control it. The more opportunity we get to control it. So if we play a dump and chase game, which some of the lines have to do because they don't have as much natural talent, you need two guys on the puck, one guy to take the body, the next guy to to to, uh, to take the take the puck. In the games that were not successful, I see that we have a weak four check. The guys are being a little bit lazy out there and not doing it. So I, the key is a hard four check, two man, second guy picks up the puck. And then I think what they've got to do is if the puck's in high, they work it down low, and if it's low, you work it back up to the defense. And uh, I think that's the key. In mm -hmm. if you think about it, or what I not think about, it, but what I see out there, the problem with hockey right now is Instagram and TikTok, right? Oh yeah, because the, the, they take a look at these uh, plays, these clips that are 10, 15 seconds, and they're beautiful plays. And you know, McDavid scored these this beautiful goal. But the vast majority of the game is not a TikTok worthy or Instagram worthy part. It's hard work, dumping and chasing, winning these individual battles. And so, uh, I, I think the problem with a lot of hockey right now is they look and they try to get fancy. Mm -hmm. You don't need to be fancy, right? You know, even uh, even just you know, getting that puck in the corner and working it out and and getting a not Instagram worthy goal. It still counts. It still counts in the score sheet. It's a point. It's a point. You know what I noticed when when the Admirals were tied with us, they were getting, I don't know, around 10, 13 shots a period. And then all of a sudden in the third, when it was clear, they were going to, I mean, they were two points behind. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden they brought 20 shots in no time flat. There's something about the magic of, I won't call it desperation, but I'll call it extreme desire, extreme yeah. need that seems to amp up the en engine, whether that's adrenaline or whether that's just a fighter's mindset or what it is. Do you think our boys are developing that? I think it's gotten better in the last, since the tournament. And uh, I think it, it, it builds up. I think we took a dip against Aurora. I think we had the game against them. But uh, momentum and confidence is a funny thing because it's it's... It takes a while to get, but you can lose it so fast. Mm -hmm. And I think what 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 I would say to the boys is just get one or two percent better every game, right? And don't don't look to make these big jumps, but just do the little things right. And I'm sure Larry is uh, is telling the boys that, but uh, it, it, it's it's getting that confidence up. And I think you get you gain confidence by winning, but you also gain confidence by knowing. Um, uh, when you do what you're asked, there's there's success from it. The practice pays. It was year. It was years ago. It was probably in about Pee Wee back in the day. 
maybe even Adam and we're playing a game in Schaumburg, Charlie, maybe I, I was in the back end coaching. Charlie maybe was, uh, was, uh, was there and the, the guys did this play and it was absolutely perfect. Just like we taught them in practice and he skated off, off the, to the bench and he looks at us, he goes, I guess you guys know what you're talking about. And I still think of that, right? Because when you, as a coach, you tell them or ask them or beg them at times to do what you want. They don't always follow it, but when they do, it there there's magic to it. I, th yeah. I think for not a hundred percent of the time, but the vast majority. That's the fun part to watch is when the practice pays off. One final quick question: sure. Who are we seeing this weekend? We are seeing on uh, on uh, Friday night. We're in Stouffville, odd road game on a Friday night. Ooh. I think it's nine or nine fifteen, so it's going to be a late one in Stouffville. Yeah. Um, rumor has it they're uh, down on bodies i've heard that from a good source they're okay a bunch of players okay uh and then saturday we're saturday afternoon we're in richmond hill and uh i don't think we've seen them yet have we richmond hill i don't think so yeah and then was it monday we got uh we got uh south simcoe storm yeah. so to me I, i'd be going i'm looking this weekend to uh to coming out with at least uh four out of six points. Yeah. And, uh, um, you know, don't think too far ahead, just go into, uh, into Stouffville on, uh, on Friday and be ready to play and, uh, and have some success because the last time we played them and I remember you had talked to me after, uh, I said, Stouffville should be scared of New America. Yeah. Based I on remember that, game. that. I remember that. Yes, sir. So let's see what we can do. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Paul. Always a pleasure. Welcome. Thanks. Well, friends, that wraps us up for this week's episode. Don't forget to be at Ray 20 this Monday at 9 p.m. And we still have our regular Friday game, and it's against Barry. These are some worthy competitors. You want to see some exciting hockey? Be at Ray 20 on Monday, December 12th at 9 p.m. and Friday, December 15th at 7 p.m. In the meantime, thank you for being a listener. Don't forget to go to renegadesrinkside.ca where you can catch all the latest episodes, get updated on the upcoming games, and subscribe to this show, your favorite minor hockey podcast. You can also find the links to our social media. And hey, remember, podcasting is a great way to showcase your brand, to tell your story. Whether you're an entrepreneur, a team, a business, an artist, or a nonprofit organization, audio is still a great way to get the word out to your listeners on the move. If you'd like help creating an audio experience for your fans, don't hesitate to reach out at contact at fusechamber.com. We'd love to help you. Thanks again for tuning in. We're going to see you with some exciting updates and special guests once again next week. And remember, the best hockey happens right here.